all have that one aspiration desire that we would really want to achieve in our lives but often due to circumstances or what people are saying to us or what are thinking about ourselves as we fail but if you have failed once do you think that you will ever get a second chance well let's find out in this 50th episode of my first step ever podcast so what are we waiting for let's just tune into this episode This is Ishani Nigam. I am a recent graduate from the University of Melbourne with a Master's in Marketing and Communication and I'm tuning right in from Melbourne, Australia. I help entrepreneurs, businesses, individuals, anyone who would like to create a good audiovisual content and especially help with podcasting, voiceovers and if you're looking out for someone to help you with that, I'm right here. And welcome to my first step ever, a podcast for graduates and young professionals across the globe to help you take your first step towards your goal. Welcome back on my first step ever, my friends, my ninjas. What a roller coaster ride it has been because this is the 50th episode. Please join me in welcoming in today's episode an amazing lady who will for sure help you understand what you really desire and how you can tap into it. So please join me in welcoming our guest speaker for today Alice Graves hi Alice how are you doing hi i'm good thank you thanks for that lovely introduction there definitely deserve this and before we go on to this podcast and i would also like to tell our listeners that you also listening to a former actress and she really looks really beautiful today is going to be a very fun episode because what we are tapping into is something very very personal to each one of us today and that we will be going through Alice story so Alice let me first introduce you to my listeners Alice works with the women to rediscover what really excites them in life but whatever we discuss today is something that can be utilized with each and every person who are listening to us today because these are some principles that she has felt in her life some situations and she has come out of it with flying colors and now she is here to help even more people over here so focusing on career transitions alice helps women to reveal their suppressed dreams and explore if and how they could be their new reality you work with them with your experience having yourself locked away your own life dreams only years later uncovering the damage it did and i think a lot of us can relate with that so down the line which now we are going to listen to your story that after working in corporate for 10 years successful journey that you had what you realize and how you found it spark your passion I would like to ask you this will be my first question to you what were you like in your high school what were your aspirations back then so i always wanted to be an actress for me there was just no question that i would do anything else so actually i started my training from when i was really young and i didn't have the traditional education i went to a performing arts school from the age of like 10 until 16 
So we would do academics in the morning and then dancing drama in the afternoon. And then I went on to college. So when most people would go to university, I did performing arts college. And that was all I wanted to do. I just wanted to, and that's what I told everyone I would do and what I trained for. And I think I was always quite a loud, outgoing, ambitious person. But I definitely noticed as I went into college, my confidence got a bit of a knock. I think when you are around more international people, suddenly you're the small fish in a big pond. You start to question, maybe I'm not quite as amazing as I thought I was. So that was a bit of a shock for me, I think, going into college. But yeah, that was my aspiration. I wanted to be an actress. And this is kind of what spurred There was a kind of a 10-year break and then I hid it all away because once I graduated college, I didn't do anything with it. And it was the hardest, most humiliating, embarrassing time of my life. It, It totally crushed me that I had spent my entire education and up until the age of 18 saying, this is what I will do, dedicating my life to it. And then I graduated and I think I didn't realize it at the time, but I was just a scared girl. You know, I was 18 years old and I was absolutely scared that I could fail. And for so many people, it is much better to not try because then you can always live with the reality or the dream that maybe I could still be an amazing actress. But if you go after that and you fail, then that's your reality. You are a failed actor, you know, so... I recognize that now that I was just petrified of realizing I might not be as good as I think I am and I might fail. So to protect myself, I made up a lot of stories as to why I shouldn't go into the arts, but it was a really humiliating, embarrassing point in my life that I I locked away for the next 10 years. Alice, let me just say this first. I think everyone who's listening to us right now, I'm speaking from everyone's side. You are brave. You are a very brave person to share most. This is, I think, one of your most deep-rooted feelings, a very personal situation that you went through. All of us go through, but we do not have the heart to share it with the world. So firstly, thank you for doing that. What I also like in your situation is that you were one of the very few people I've come across who knew what they wanted to do from the very beginning. So that was a very, very good thing to hear that you knew and you've really followed your passion. You went right behind it till the time that you can. But then I think it is very human to fall to, you know, fall prey to such situations, emotions and feelings that you just mentioned. And a lot of our listeners are international students, youth across the globe, migrants who are listening to us. Everyone will really identify with what you're, you're saying and telling us. And it also makes us feel that it's okay. You know, people yes. feel the same way. It's okay. Um, this, like when you say that, it's so true because it took me years to actually accept and understand that I didn't not go into acting because of all the lies I told myself. It was because I was scared and I was scared to put myself out there and be vulnerable. And I was scared to try and fail. And I thought, what if I try and I fail and people laugh at me? You know, that fear we have in our head that everyone will laugh at you and think you're a failure. And I didn't tell anyone this for years, really a long, long time. And then I remember telling my former manager, who was also ex-performing arts. And I said, you know, I've never felt so humiliated as to when I 
I didn't go into the arts. I mean, I walked down the high street once and saw two former um, classmates and I hid in a shop because I was so scared they would ask me, oh, what are you doing now? Are you acting? And this was pre-social media, so no one knew. And I thought, they're going to know. I'll tell them I'm not, and they'll know I'm a loser and a failure. Anyway, I told my manager this, and he said, Alice, I felt exactly the same way. I moved cities to get away from people I worked with. And as you say, often we're carrying these feelings around, and we think we're the only one. And as soon as you tell someone, they're saying, me too. And it's just this amazing relief that you realize, okay, I'm not, I'm not silly for having these, these really strong reactions. Yeah. I I really hope anyone listening, you know, if it helps you, that's just amazing to hear. I particularly identify with your situation. And I think throughout our life, these emotions are so deep rooted and they're so strong that they keep surging up, you know, time and again. And So there is an urgent need for most of us, all of us who are not able to, you know, go past this. That how do we go past this thinking? It's it's not good to fight with them. It's not good to, you know, berate yourself because it's part of you. But we will come to that, that how from being this, now you are this confident woman who is helping other women with, you know, with their life and making them understand the realities and making them feel it's okay. So before we go there, I wanted to ask you a few more things, you know, it's it's always very important that what you invest your time in, who you spend your time with really shapes you as a as a person. So from that point of view, when you started working in corporate, and I think you liked working over there, how did that time shape you as a person and did it change you in any way your thinking uh if yes how how was the experience Hmm. I loved my corporate job which I think for a lot of people sounds really surprising and I touched on this briefly when we spoke that I definitely had an inferiority complex around my friends who weren't in the arts because my official education finished when I was 16 years old. So that's the legal minimum in the UK, which is where I'm from. And a lot of people I knew, they went to university, they got their degrees, they got their masters, and I would see them going to Canary Wharf in their suits. And I thought, God, they're so smart. You know, they're so intelligent. So when I got a job in corporate and I did what anyone, well, I did what a lot of people do when they don't know what they want in their life. I went into recruitment (laughs) and I loved it. I loved wearing my suit because it made me feel smart. And that's what I was lacking. So it was kind of like a crutch to me that when I was in the office, I felt I felt important. And that's what I was craving. I was craving to feel significant because of, let's say, the sort of the trauma of my failed acting career. This really helped me actually feel like a significant person that I could add some sort of value to the world. And I think it wasn't so much what I actually invested in, in my corporate career, but everything I had learned in the arts, it really helped me. And I would say to anyone starting their career or already into their career, communication, being able to communicate well, it is going to get you so far You know, especially I would see this in recruitment when I would interview people who had amazing skills, but they really struggled to get that across, to sell themselves. You know, and if you look at a lot of very well-known entrepreneurs, they will also say communication, it's such a worthwhile investment to be able to stand up in front of a group of people and whatever you're doing, selling a product, or if you're managing people and you need to get your team on board and to want to work with you, or you've got to get people working together And I really think 
my education in the arts, it helped me so much in my corporate career because I was never nervous to talk in front of a group or to do an interview or to go to a client meeting. Or if I was nervous, I could cover it up pretty well (laughs) with my acting skills. So for me, that really helped me. And then I would say I definitely learned a few journey, a few lessons, obviously in my corporate career. A lot of self-doubt starts to come up. I think especially as a woman in the workplace, you see men are a lot more confident. They seem to be able to push themselves more. They ask for the pay rise. They ask for the promotion. And this is a little bit where my next journey started that I started to question, why don't I have that confidence? I'm doing the same work as this man. Why does he have no problem going into the manager and saying, I want a pay rise? Um, Because there is a difference between men and women you often see in the workplace. And that's why I started to dig a bit deeper on, okay, well, why don't I have that confidence in myself and my ability? So for a long time, I still felt inferior. And then I think as I moved into my second job, And I started doing more work on myself and I got myself a coach. I started to unpack everything and become much more confident. That is really very, very intriguing journey that you had. And I I can see all the ups and downs with your own validations and the validations that you're seeking from the world. And there was Mm. a very nice transition that you mentioned that from seeking validation from the world when you start, you shifted to seeking validation from yourself. That's when the magic happened for you. So thank you for first, thank you for sharing your top learnings from your career so far. And communication definitely a very, very big point. Also, I am very interested to know how did that turning point come in your life? If you remember that day, or maybe if it was a process over a few days. I just firstly have to say you gave me tingles when you said that about going from looking for external to internal validation, because you just hit the nail on the head. And I think so many people go through that in their lives. And it's so important that you recognize you can't look for external validation for your whole life because it will exhaust you. It's you really need to learn how to find it internally. And you're right. That is exactly how my journey went, looking for external and then into internal. And for me, leaving my corporate career and starting my own business, there wasn't there was obviously one major step when I quit my job. But to get to that point, there are so many small steps that I took. And it really started with recognizing I'm tired of seeking external validation. I don't want to be that person that you know, if my manager gives me a pat on the back, I'm thinking, yes. But if I, you know, if something goes wrong, that I'm thinking I'm doubting myself and I'm doubting my skills. So it started with a lot of very small steps. And that was really working on myself. That was getting myself a coach. That was me starting to think, I don't think I'm ever going to be satisfied. And that was a really scary feeling. I thought maybe I'm someone who will just always want more, but I'll never be satisfied. And that really scared me. I thought, I don't want to go through my whole life searching for something. So I started doing some work on myself and trying to work out what what is it that I really enjoy? What is holding me back? What are these feelings of, you know, not believing in myself? And that took, you know, a year, a year and a half. And that process of really starting to understand yourself and also accepting yourself. That's a big thing because a lot of the time we don't want to accept that maybe we're not as career driven as we thought we were. Maybe we are actually happy just working three days a week and just make, you know, enough to get by. These, this is a lot you have to go through to accept who you actually are as a person. 
And when I finally did that whole process and journey, it was like I could see the life that I really wanted and I could see I was so close to it. I was so close to becoming the person I wanted to be. There was just a few more things I needed to do to get there. And part of that was starting my own business to help other women to show them you don't have to be trapped in the reality that society tells you you have to be in. Because from a very young age, we, men and women, are taught this is what success looks like. Do this and you'll be happy. Buy this and this is acceptable. And when you suddenly start to understand, it's it's not real. Like none of it is real. These are just rules made by people, but you, you can make your own rules. You can make your own game. You know, as long as it's legal, you you can make any rules or game you want, but you have to like unlock that. And it all starts from believing in yourself because to do it, you have to back yourself. So it was this long process. And then it was kind of, you know, in, in, in a minute, I, I realized I have to do it. I have to go for it now. That is quite an exciting process that you've gone through because I think when you're really unraveling, I know, uh, discovering yourself, you come across a few things that you had never thought that you are like that, or that yeah. is something that makes you happy. That is something that really doesn't make you happy. When you never sit with yourself, which we actually not these days, because we are surrounded by uh, our gadgets and other people, and we really do not tend to sit and talk to ourselves. That's something that we never really do. And, you know, kind of understanding why am I feeling this way? We never question. And you, I think, raised a very, very important point over there that we are led by the way our society thinks and how it brought us up, whether it's West or East. There is something which is common, which is how you should be in a society. And that is actually very scary because if you never get a point in your life to the point where you sit and chat to yourself, it will be a sad thing that you actually live your life without knowing yourself. So I am quite happy that you are here today. You are able to share your journey because there's something that even I go through and I felt. And there's one thing while you were speaking, I really loved it because when you said that while I'm trying to reach where or maybe I am there where I want to be or, or how I want my life, I have visualized this business that you have started is a small part. It's a part of it. It's a part of your entire bigger plan to get there, which makes it really good for me to, you know, for to hear that personally because then it helps you understand that there are certain, there are various aspects to your life. Your career, your business is not the one aspect, you know, you, sh- you one should be running behind because then you fall back with your health, with your relationships and everything. And that's when you give importance to these aspects. So I really like that thing that you put it out there that way, that that's a way in your entire journey to, you know, fulfill what whatever your ultimate motive is. So yeah. No, I was going to say that's that's absolutely right, because it's a lot of people put so much pressure on their career. And that's just one aspect of your life. I often say when you talk about work life balance, it's not work life balance. You know, work is a very small part and you need to understand everything that makes you happy and everything that gives you energy. And and you just touch on such a great point as well that exactly that people have a feeling and instead of recognizing it, they push it away because they don't like that feeling. 
And sometimes it's about sitting with it and saying, why do I feel this way? And sometimes it's really difficult, but your feelings are there. It is your body's natural way of telling you something is good or something is bad or something excites you. And yeah, for me, I, I just got to that point where, where I had to make that decision. I, I could see I was on my way to living the life I really wanted. And it's, it's like going into uncharted waters because when you're stepping into something new, you don't know where your foot's going to land. If I stayed in my corporate career, every step I take, I know the solid ground beneath me. But when I started my own business, every time I put my foot down, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to fall, if I'm going to stand solid, if I'm going to jump up in the air. But when you feel that, that's like a good feeling. It, it means you're going towards growth. And just to quickly say that the, the real moment where I decided to have to do this shift is I realized if I don't go now, I will never go. And if I never go, that reality, that life I'm so close to achieving, that life that will make me so happy, it will never happen. And I have to accept that I will stay on this path that I'm on now, the corporate career forever. And the idea of, you know, being 80 years old and thinking, Alice, you didn't even try. You didn't try. And I think it goes back to me not trying with the acting. And I thought I'm a different person now. I'm a grown woman. I'm confident. You can do it. You can be vulnerable. You can put yourself out there. Don't make the same mistake you did 10 years ago because you lived with that trauma for 10 years don't do it again for yourself and whenever I think about it it still gives me tingles because I think I was so and now I feel like I'm on my way to achieving this this life and what I want and I'm as a person it's like I've finally gone past the fear of failure I'm doing it now and if I fail okay I don't see it as a failure I see it as a learning such great takeaways from your journey Alice you know one one of them being that there are second chances you need to give yourself that chance like when you had your first learning first setback you felt the pain or as you mentioned that that you gone through of the failure as you felt that time but the second time you did not want to repeat the same mistake and yeah. and this is what i have recently you know felt it's okay to be a failure but it's not okay to be a quitter so that's what i i can even see in your journey like when you have faced a failure you also have another chance like when when you had that chance you just made your move over there so yeah. thank you so much alice for taking us through your journey your stories your failures your pain your feelings everything because those are very real and it's mm. very difficult for us to even share it with our friends and family but you are doing it here right now for so many people who are listening to us or especially the youngsters i'm really really thankful to you because i know from somewhere they will be you know really identifying with yourself and they would be feeling very thankful to you to do this today with them so now that uh, so just my last question before we wrap up yeah. now that you are this coach who helps women be themselves can you give our listeners a top 3 learnings or tips that you would like to for them to be themselves to really understand who they are first of all if you're looking if you want to really head out into your career and you're trying to work out who you are the first thing you need to do is actually look internally because so many people are looking externally to figure out what is it i want to do and that is looking for external validation and i always say to people take the pressure off yourself 
have a bit of fun. So write down the things that really inspire you, the things that really give you energy in your life and have a play around with that because often it's like trying to say, well, I've done this education and I've been told this is what I want to do. So I'll try to make this match this and find something I enjoy. And I'll try to kind of box it all together and hopefully I'll find something I enjoy. And I always think that's a really, that's the wrong way around to do it. You should be starting with yourself first and understanding what it is that really excites you, no matter how crazy you think it might be, write down what that might look like and then do one tiny thing to explore what that would feel like. Like if you say, I love gardening and I want to spend the rest of my life gardening. Great. Before that voice says to you, you'll never make money. We're not even looking at making money right now. We're just looking at having fun. So take a day off and go and spend the whole day gardening to see actually how does this feel on me? Because often we straight away try to put way too much pressure on ourselves. So just have fun with it. And if it's something you enjoy, then you can work out, okay, how do you make a career of this? Another thing that I think is really important to remember, nobody's really paying attention. So I think we get very concerned that everyone is watching us. No, they're not. Because everyone is at the center of their own universe. They are too busy worrying about themselves. When I launch my business, I'm thinking, oh, you know, everyone's going to have something to say. No, no, they're not because they're all so focused on what they're doing. So I think that's a great reminder. I'm often saying that everyone is at the center of their own universe. What is so important to you, it's really not important to anyone else. And thirdly, I mean, obviously I would say this because I am a coach, but I would say get yourself a coach because it's a really great way for you to start identifying who you are as a person and getting through some of maybe those dreams you've locked away or aspirations you had or you know a lot of us I was told from a very young age that I talk too much and I'm I'm too loud and hearing that every day it sticks with you and you start to change who you are as a person and it's important you're able to go back and be okay with who you are and learn who am I and go forward and be confident with that so yeah of course I would and of course as I am a coach I say Get yourself a coach, someone who can help you just live authentically as who you are. And how liberating was that for me to listen to you, to listen to your top three learnings. When I am listening to it, I'm trying to think that how can I apply it? It makes me feel really good. So thank you so much, Alice, for that top three learnings and especially for sharing your journey with us. Before you leave, this is what I request all my guest speakers to leave our listeners with a quote or a saying that you really resonate with. So it's a thought. It's not really a saying. It works for me. I hope it works for some other ones because it's a little bit abstract. But whenever I'm feeling nervous about doing something, about taking a first step, about putting myself out there and being vulnerable, I always think to myself how massive the universe is and how insignificant what I'm doing is, which I know might sound like a very weird thing to say, but what I mean is we worry about the wrong things. We are What holds us back most of the time is either we're worried about failure and how that will make us feel, or we're worried about how other people will see us if we fail. So we don't put ourselves out there. And whenever I think about that, I think my life is going to come and go so quickly. The universe, it's so massive. Planet Earth is so tiny and insignificant in this massive universe. And me, I am even tinier in this massive picture. So what am I so worried about? And whenever I think about that, it just gives me the confidence because I think, yeah, what am I worried about? Just think about the massive picture and how tiny we are. And then really, what is there to be worried about? 
You're right on, Alice. It's all about changing your perspective. Once you change your perspective, you you will really see the value in what you are and what you're doing with your life. So thank you, Alice. Thank you so much. And for my listeners, as you always know, be grateful for our guest speakers. And if you really like what they tell you today, you can contact them on their page. I will share all the details on my Instagram account, which is my first step ever underscore IN. And we wrap up today with yet another episode of my first step ever podcast that tells us that nothing is impossible and there are ways that you can achieve your goals if you put your mind to it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you soon with another episode next week. Until then, if you like what you hear, then you can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast or on Anchor. You can also be a part of my first step ever underscore IN Instagram community. And if you like watching videos, you can also watch the entire podcast, the video on YouTube channel Ishad Nigam. So my friends and ninjas, until next time, I would just like to say, start believing in yourself and keep believing in yourself.